no i repainted it to a friend's workshop and the red became a watermelon green okay <laughs> and with red seeds right. oh so my mom God. and i called it melon <laughs> mm. the melon from kolkata would be called what melancholy melancholy bike <laughs> <laughs> or radio broadcast advice and safety at all times discourages underage riding but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling and how Welcome to episode 60 from the Bike Radio Broadcast, a podcast celebrating India's heroic riders, legendary mechanics and iconic builders through stories told by members of the community, one legend at a time. I'm Shandy and with me is a dear friend who's super surprised that he's on the show. Now, the world over, everyone has been reeling from 2020's box that has made Pandora's look like a joke. This bizarre year has taken away so much of our joy almost everyone has lost either family or friends or near and dear ones and those of us who have been lucky to have lived through this have spent days contemplating the insecurities that life has unveiled some of us have fortified ourselves out of harm's way and some have reflected and found it wiser to make the most of the time at hand and to engage with people whose company they have cherished and celebrate that special connect it will be inappropriate and unfair to say that our guest makes it to the show because of friends with benefits but i have known this man for over two decades now and he's been one of the first critics of the show when we launched in january 2018 and never someone who'd mince his words mince the lamb he would though while steaming up a persian pilaf which he does with great aplomb this man is a foodie from calcutta um, those words being loosely interchangeable an advertising and media veteran he's a motorcycle rider a joy he cherishes and how an excellent photographer a whiskey lover a music priest a beard grower an animal lover a voracious reader a movie buff copy book tdh a doting husband and a traveler in love with his wheels please welcome on the long way home my good friend raju and on the biker radio broadcast abkibar subhashish sarkar subhashish sarkar Welcome to the long way home. Welcome to the Biker Radio broadcast. Thank you, Shandi Banerji. It's a pleasure, <laughs> and it's quite a surprise that you would uh, put me up here. But it's a pleasure. No, absolutely not. It's not a surprise. It is. I've been. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we've known each other what almost twenty years now. Twenty years. 
and i've never had this opportunity to sit down and get to know you from ground zero okay so let's start right at the beginning where are you from i'd like to say i'm from calcutta that's how that city used to be called when i was growing up there it's now kolkata yeah uh in bengali it was always kolkata <laughs> but the anglicized version always rolled off yeah easier when you're asked where you're from you always said i'm from calcutta right and now it's like tomato tomato <laughs> mumbai bombay <laughs> but uh if you catch me off guard and you ask me where you're from it still slips through i'm from calcutta <laughs> that's also partly because my school yeah which was in calcutta was called calcutta boys school uh-huh. and it's still called calcutta boys school right uh, indigenizing the name didn't change the name of the school so what was the school like well it was uh, it was uh, it is uh, a typical missionary school uh, around the times me and my brother were going to school even my other close some of my close friends uh, mm. uh went to school mm. that used to be among the top 3 in calcutta the others being xaviers and xaviers mm. and lamadinier uh then there were there were don bosco schools like don bosco mm. and the and the so it used to be one of the best schools uh back when uh, we were kids and we were going to school i don't know if it's as good now or or it slipped mm. and but uh, of course since then a lot of newer uh, education brands by way of schools have come up but good teachers from your time i guess oh yeah yeah the huh? teachers were something else yeah, i mean like they were completely something else back then i mean uh, i'm so glad they were my teachers uh, when mm. i went to school you know i mean it was a different time and they don't make them like that anymore i guess they don't make anything like that anymore right be teachers cars people yeah uh but that's i think the refrain for all generations right but uh having reached where i am mm. in terms of years i guess i'm entitled to some little bit of rosy nostalgia so sure but the teachers were phenomenal i mean and of course there were different times you know mm. like uh punishments were oh, a different level yes. you, you could be you could be caned you could you're be knelt down <laughs> you could be yeah. uh, all sorts of right inventive punishments and now if you do even a fraction of that or, or anything like that yeah you get an ichalan the teacher gets an ichalan <laughs> i swear the teacher gets an ichalan <laughs> yeah i was i was born in calcutta i most i can't say most of my no most of my growing years i was in calcutta i was in calcutta till 95 that would make me 25 when i left that city and uh now i don't know where i'm from i'm, I'm i live in <laughs> delhi and the ncr oh. but i'm not sure if i'm a delhiite so called right but right i don't have any family direct family left in calcutta anymore okay but my wife still has a family so we keep going back okay. matter of fact next week we're going down there and you're driving down yes wow So uh, it's only good to travel frankly <laughs> the wheel should be under you not folded up in the belly of an aircraft yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that's something i'm looking forward to tremendously especially after this year i yeah. mean all of this year mm. the most i could have said for myself by way of travel mm. is going to gather vegetables and and supplies <laughs> and fish and meat and that's about the extent of my travels and for yeah. somebody like me who that's what i live for yeah you know traveling yeah 
it's excruciatingly painful. It's yeah. been a it's been a bad year. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi. I'm Shubhashi Sarkar. Sarkar, Sarkar. And you're on the long way home. Long way home. Well, 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 excruciatingly painful indeed this year has been with the pandemic throwing our lives out of gear. But motorcycle lovers know this only too well. Who said the road would be smooth, huh? Some would even say, road? What road? <laughs> Welcome back on the Biker Radio Broadcast Long Way Home interview with advertising veteran and among the pioneers of digital media, Subhashish Sarkar. Uh, I've been meeting Raju at a friend's party, you know, parties over years, 20 years now. And I remember the motorcycle conversations with Raju and Heman Sahai, another towering personality. Check episode 17. I mean, those conversations just were amazing. Okay, we've also got 69-year-young Koka Rao on a road trip from Delhi to Gokarna and back coming up shortly. My way is, of course, the road report from a rider who's on a road trip anywhere and he or she whips out a phone and using the voice recorder records everything he or she has been up to uh, giving us a report of the ride and we stitch it together so you too can participate in it yourself when uh, you're on your next ride all you have to do is record a few short pieces and send it in to us on our whatsapp audio number that's 89202 or get on to our website which is www.bikerradiorodcast.com the rod or the rod standing for radio on demand right now it's back on the long way home with young subhashish sarkar in calcutta boys school hi 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 i'm subhashish sarkar sarkar and you're on the long way home long way home So that was cool. And what happened after that, right after school? Oh, I did my college. I did my higher education. And then I got into... Where? I went to Scottish Church. Okay. And... Uh, Is that were, another Tony uh, school? No. It was... Scottish Church was popular for two of its alumni. Okay. Uh, Netaji Shuvashandra Bose. Ooh. And uh, Mitun Chakraborty. <laughs> that's the spectrum and I'm not even sure if I if the first name was if I remember it correctly yeah it's not Mithun though it is Mithun no, Mithun no. is Mithun's the, name is not Mithun actually it was Gorang or something ah right 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 right, 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 right. Well, I don't know if I'll you, do the research and tell you yeah uh, <laughs> I think it was Shubhashan Rubos and Mithun but I, wow. my details are a little foggy so I did my graduation from the uh, Calcutta University mm. And then I started kind of uh, exploring, looking. I was not interested in studying much further, uh, post-graduation, etc., etc. It was, uh, education was, or studying was a bit of a drag for me. Mm-hmm. And That was done and dusted. That Move. was done and dusted, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it, surprisingly, I always gravitated towards mm-hmm. something or anything to do with cars or motorcycles back then. I had... Really? Yeah, yeah because uh, you see... My earliest recollection of two wheels is uh, my dad's uh, Rajdoot. 
He Your dad used to ride. Yeah. In Kolkata. In Kolkata. When I was young, when I was when my brother wasn't even born then and it, Your mother let him ride a motorcycle. But the question Kolkata. was the question wasn't if my mother, his wife. Okay. The question was whether his parents let him ride and they didn't. And history kind of repeated <laughs> very vehemently. <laughs> so because his parents, my grandparents wouldn't let him come within year shot of a motorcycle, he left right. home. Right. With his wife and son. Mm. and he chose to live uh, separately okay far from what my grandparents home would be then wow and uh, yeah so he continued uh, with his motorcycle mm. um rajdoot mm. i remember it was uh, rajdoot was a czechoslovakian uh, at that point of time it was i mean the model was czechoslovakian of course right. it was marketed and sold here mm. uh, through escorts mm Uh, so he was a happy man riding until he went and crashed himself horribly oh nearly losing his leg smashed it into pieces and that was the end of his uh, riding riding okay. motorcycles he remained really passionately attached to motorcycles or anything to do with it so when i started fancying bikes i mean i graduated from the cycle to fancying bikes and these were these were heady days i mean around the mid 80s were when uh, people started looking at the newer imports at that point of time the 100 cc started coming into the country mm. uh started with in suzuki then right right uh, it wasn't tvs yet right so in suzuki came in uh, the ax100 two stroke bikes yes. beautiful beautiful smooth oh, yes. little beauty and then quickly followed by hero honda that was the first 100 cc four stroke and i i it never caught my imagination right and then launched the king of all strokers the yamaha rx100 right and that's the one uh, i think both my dad and i uh, looked at uh, the newspaper ads and the magazine ads of the rx100 with the same kind of eyes googly eyes you know <laughs> so uh, my initial request to my dad was can i can you buy me a, will you buy me a moped <laughs> and when i meant when i said moped uh oh. I clearly meant the uh, the small 50 cc explorer which had come in oh, from okay. Enfield, you know okay. if you remember yes, that yes yes i do little tiddly bike absolutely with, uh, the first alloy wheels and yes, yes. very smart looking little bike but it was a moped with gears well it was yeah it was fun to ride it was it looked like a fun bike to ride yeah. and 50 cc's was half of 100 cc's and right. 100 cc's was the peak at that point of time right so it wasn't so bad mm. and um, My dad said uh, after some hesitation why not we could get a bike <laughs> very conspiratorially he says yeah we could get a bike and then suddenly one of these days one of those days uh, the RX100 ad popped in magazines and and center spreads and stuff like that and uh, dad said that's a bike to have you know wow So it, it came out of nowhere like bolt from the blue i want a 50 cc and dad suggests a 100 cc and that too a yamaha yeah. yamaha yeah. was legendary always yeah. yeah even in india yeah so long story short uh, he went and got us i say us because i know he secretly <laughs> kind of for was uh, ambitious about riding it again right but uh, he got us a uh, uh, candy red i forget what the color was called in yamaha terms but candy red yamaha rx100 okay and oh man that was a motorcycle i mean that was quite a motorcycle mm. and 
referring back to history mm. uh my grandmother promptly kicked us out <laughs> okay within in the first few weeks uh under dad's advice i hid it at a friend's place my next door neighbor friend's oh, place right. i never parked it under our our uh, garage okay so she took some time to find out they actually had that i actually had a bike uh uh-huh. and i made a rookie mistake imagining that uh, now a few weeks have gone by i'm sure she spotted me on the ba- from the balcony uh-huh. and she's cool with it so uh-huh. and i didn't want to park my bike away every night because all i wanted to do in the evenings was sit on the steps and admire the bike that's right. what you want to do right wow. you have a new bike so i promptly wheeled it uh, rolled it back under mm. our stairs mm. and uh, and all hell broke loose mm. and that evening both dad and i found ourselves literally locked out of the house and uh, we couldn't get in my brother and mom couldn't come out my grandmother was quite tough okay proper old toughy <laughs> so and i remember hollering up thamma what mm. you doing mm. i mean Kikorcho. <laughs> she hollered down equally mm. loudly. Bike ta shorao. Now le bike thako. Remove the bike, get rid of the bike. Yeah. Or stay out. Uh. So things didn't go well after that. Right. So um happy story though. I did manage to cajole, convince whatever promising that I would not ride out of uh parar bade jabo parar bade jabo na you know okay i would do circles in the para mm. on a hundred cc bike mm. sure <laughs> <laughs> so what did your dad have to say when your he grandma said, locked he both said, of you out see what you got got us into i mean they click <laughs> they click you they click you but you got me the bike <laughs> you equal in it <laughs> so what are you going to eat yeah. i don't know yeah. let's go to adhaba <laughs> seriously no. yeah yeah we we got locked out proper that night we went eventually we went uh, to dad's friend's house and spent the night and i was in class 8 i think wow yeah uh, so the radical out. twist is coming from daddy of course yeah <laughs> so that's where the motorcycle is that's coming. where that's where it started off my journey on uh, motorcycles so how big was the para then finally well the para expanded i mean from within Uh, line of sight to <laughs> out of sight <laughs> i am shubhashi sarkar and you're listening to biker radio broadcast my way hi this is kokarao reporting for biker radio broadcast i live in delhi and my passion has always been engines i was a fighter pilot a rally driver and now a retired old man who enjoys his bikes and a few of them are an Activa, a Royal Enfield, a 650 Ninja and my latest the 390 KTM Adventure which is the main reason for me taking this trip from Delhi to Goa and back. Well I was turning 69 on the 22nd of November and my one of my twin daughters she was turning 41 on the 21st of November. So we decided why don't we spend it together in goa and to do this i said okay i'll ride down to pune where she lives and then she drives in a car i ride in my bike and we together go down to goa and we celebrate our birthday there and my route taken from delhi was udaipur nasik pune goa 
I used to start off early in the morning around seven o'clock and then ride for about three, three and a half hours wherever I found a decent place. North was not a problem. We used to get these great dhabas along the road and then you get down later then it's difficult to find places. While I was in Goa, we spent quite a few days there. So every day I used to uh, just take off, see a new fort, see a new beach, hang out, have a couple of fennies and take a lot of photographs. So I got to see a lot of Goa this time. So after my stay in Goa, I said, let me ride back to Delhi. And the way back I chose was Goa, Karwar. I happened to cross the naval base and some friends were there. So I stayed the night in the naval base. And then I went to Gokurna. Gokurna, Hampi, Hyderabad, where I met all my cousins. Panchpari for no reason, but just to see a new hill station. And Orcha, of course, I reached today, which I went crazy photographing. The temples, the forts and the palaces are beautiful. And this you can finish, like I arrived here by 2.30 and I was done photographing in about one and a half, two hours. So anyway, tomorrow I ride back to Delhi and along the route, this trip has been great because I had no hassles anywhere. I met a lot of lovely people and the best part is the bike behaved absolutely like on song and I feel happy that after 69 years, I did this. All this was possible thanks to my wonderful wife, Gita, who allowed me to do this and never questioned me at all. In fact, she encouraged me all the way along. Thanks, Gitu. Love you. That's it for me, Kokarao. And that is my way. My way. Wing Commander Koka Rahul Rao, that drum roll and that applause is all yours. 69 and heck yeah, you're doing fine. You're on the Biker Radio Broadcast, I'm Shandy and with me is... This is Shubhaji Sarkar and you're with Biker Radio Broadcast. Everything. Hi, I am Shubhashi Sarkar and you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast. You're on India's exclusive motorcycle podcast. This podcast has won the prestigious Vickers Award in London. It's featured on BBC's World Service Radio in an audio documentary. And if you think that's dope... You now have 60 episodes to listen, connect, ride on. Welcome back on The Long Way Home, where we have out-of-home media veteran, music lover and traveler Subhashish Sarkar with us, where Tamma was the rock of Gibraltar. Raju was lucky to have his dad on his side. Almost brothers in arms. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Subhashish Sarkar. Sarkar, Sarkar. And you're on the long way home. Long way home. 
So, but in college, you had a motorcycle. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So that helped. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Majorly. Okay. But of course, I switched up in college. Uh, uh, I had that bike for the RX for five years, hmm. and then I entered uh, college, hmm. and um, then. again under covert advice covert uh, mm. little nudges from my dad mm. <laughs> i actually managed to hook what was in those days and i'm talking 80s right yeah 80 what this would be uh, well no this was crossed over from 80s to 90 this would be 91 okay in college mm. and uh, the king of bikes at that time mm. uh, was the yamaha 350 yeah not as popular ne- not nearly as popular as the bullet or the esd in kolkata what are you saying yeah, well, <laughs> in, it, kolkata? in kolkata in kolkata in kolkata the rd350 was up there it was completely up. well the sergeant be, had it right the sa- yeah exactly they were the poster kids of cool you yeah. know the in, the calcutta sergeants in yeah. white and 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 red uh, right. rd350s and the sign of authority on the, the sign of authority and you don't mess with them you don't mess with them and i think at that point of time uh, the chief minister was buddhadev babu <laughs> uh, and he really no it was still jyoti bashu yeah it was jyoti bashu it was still jyoti yeah, bashu yeah. and uh, i think there was a special uh, there was a special cut off to be a sergeant you had to be very trim unlike the mm. the constables pot belly you know belly hanging a mile off your uh, mm. uh, waist mm. the sergeants were all trim mm. they all got uh, um, standard issue aviators or what have you you had to be six feet or something you had to be tall yeah and they were really the height of cool i mean yeah. you yeah, wanted you to be a sergeant height of cool you had to be, you wanted to be a mounted sergeant right. in calcutta So uh that and they had the 350s and they had the 350s some of them did yeah most of them still rode uh, the red bullets mm. some special ones got 350s the mm. um and and I'm told even the 350s had two kind of uh, 350s oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah 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 I don't know much so, about them but I just know that the sergeants got had, the high high spec yeah um they were like top gun Oh, yeah, that was really cool. I mean, you could you could hear a 350 a mile off and know right. what's coming. It's a, so that's what you got for college. Yep, I traded my. Jesus uh, Christ, the babes! Oh, oh, I didn't really care about babes at that. Nah, time. seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, all I all I all I cared about was and and unfortunately or for I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every <yourself>. single <laughs> every single uh, girl mm. from I mean every single uh, friend I made in yes. college who happened to be from the fairer yes gender yeah uh, every single one I, I who came with me on the bike I quickly gathered a reputation of uh, causing them to drop off the bike every single one of them and it soon became a joke with my friends Hmm. that if you're a girl hmm. and if you had a burn mark hmm. on your in a shin hmm. that's because then that's because uh, you Raju's, branded you were on br- Raju yeah because <laughs> you, you it's like yeah oh my it's god like you've been you've been on his bike haven't you <laughs> so i i still to this day cannot figure out if that was flattering or yeah. just plain insulting because all right. i just dropped them all right they mm-hmm. all fell i i just for some reason the bike just dropped them Oh, yeah, well, the three fifty had that uh, you know whiplash it, kind it of. It had a whiplash thing, yeah. and most most of the pillions. Yeah, they were they're not, not used to it. They're not used to it. Right, right. 
and uh, it didn't help that it had two hot exhausts on either side <laughs> so either way you fall <laughs> you still going to be branded uh, no offense <laughs> Um, so 350 lasted. 350 awesome. lasted very very short. Sure. Let, let, let me rewind. Okay, so we are already in college. Sure. Right. So tell me about your music. Oh, the music uh, came through various uh, influences. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, You're old school, aren't you? Oh, I'm very old school. I'm Where is this coming from? Hi, I am Shubhashi Sarkar, and you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast. I think the only thing I've ever engaged with, mm. truly, is uh, my cars and my motorcycles. Well, you see, uh, my dad had a huge, giant stack of uh, LPs, long playing records. Really? At that kind of time, cassettes were not so. In his time, cassettes were not a thing. They had spools. Yeah. His brother-in-law, my mm. Pishay Moshai, hmm. my aunt's husband, hmm. uh, he's no more. They were NRIs in the sense they stayed okay. in America. Oh, okay. he's no more, but uh, my aunt and my cousin still do. So that's where the so he stack had is this, coming from. Yeah, yeah. He had this eclectic uh, for that time taste hmm. in music, and he used to routinely gift dad discs from his collection. Wow. So our house, growing up, hmm. had all kinds. It had it had John Bass and it had ABBA. Hmm. And it had Bonnie M. And then Neil it Diamond. had Frank Sinatra. And then yeah. it had the other oldies and yeah. Brothers for Kingston Trio. Wow. So it had all kinds. And it had a fair mix of jazz, which I kind of never... And it wow, had, that early? Yeah. Uh, so whatever he had, and he, he was very fond. I mean, they were very fond of each other, my right. dad and his brother-in-law. So they used to exchange. Uh, he used to give him a list, and he used to happily ship it down to him, and oh bring my. it down with him, and that all used to play growing up uh, on the long playing, the, on the record player. Yeah, and uh, okay. Dad also grew his collection. There, uh, if there are any 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 Calcutans among the listeners, they would know uh, one of the most famous, one of the most uh, fam- landmarkish. Uh, record stores in Calcutta at that point of time, just at the crossing of Theatre Road. Mm. It was called G.C. Rogers or J.C. Rogers. Bang opposite, another landmark from Calcutta at that time, which was Jimmy's Kitchen. Okay. Probably the best uh, Chinese restaurant on that part of the country. Wow. Or anywhere in the country for that matter. Okay. Authentic, authentic Chinese. Okay. So Rogers, this this record store, they went out of business mm. long back. Uh, that used to be... That... It used to be one of dad's favorite haunts, that and the aquarium shop. Okay. So uh, I used to go with him mm. and flip through labels and he used to pick up a record or two every time. Wow. The records weren't as expensive as they are now. Yeah. Um, so he picked up all stuff. He, he per, uh, apart from his Western, he was very, very fond of uh, the Indian classical. So oh. we'd have a lot of Bega Maktars and... and Pandit Ravi Shankar and Allah Rakha and what have you. Wow. Um, so I had a fairly mixed exposure to uh, music. Yeah. Pretty early on because there would always be music playing in the house. And It I, still does. I walked into your place and there was yeah, that, good, yeah. good, warm stuff <laughs> going on. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you liked it. Oh, yeah. Always. Funnily enough, for having listened to all kinds of uh, music through dad and his collection 
in my school years, mm. I did not, I was not aware of the Beatles for the longest time. Oh, Can you believe that? Right. Yeah, that's perfectly all right. I mean, come on, that, that, that group was setting the world ablaze right. around that time when I was uh, a right. young or a teenager or not even a teenager, no, not really. Mm. In my, well, they're actually gone by the time I was born, 70s. Mm. They're gone, but they still rule the charts, right? Mm. And uh, I still remember today, um, when I was probably in my, probably 11 or 12, and one of my dad's friends, my dad's friend's daughter, mm. uh, my age, mm. was wearing a Rolling Stone t-shirt. <laughs> you know, that big tongue flicking mm-hmm. out. I didn't know what that meant. Mm. It was just a funky looking t-shirt mm. with sequins on it. Mm. My mamu, my, my maternal uncle, mm. caught us in the sense uh, we were visiting mm. together and he asked us, do you know what that what that is? Mm. I said, just a t-shirt. <laughs> it's not a t-shirt, it's mm. the Rolling Stones. Yeah, They're the biggest things along <laughs> with the Beatles. Do you know what the Beatles are? Mm. I said, no. Yeah. You're a duffer. <laughs> this is deja vu, man. Yeah, yeah. I was in plus two and I did not know Queen. Queen was even a le- much le- Queen was Queen came to me in fact to to in my uh, repertoire of music knowledge Queen came much much later in, th- in in fact I think Queen came to me through their last album Innuendo okay this was the oh. last album uh, Mercury Freddie Mercury recorded and he died within a few months, I believe, after that. Oh, okay. Uh, and he, uh, when he was recording it also, he was like, he was in a bad, bad way. Mm. Uh, no, I, I was in the 10th, not even in the 11th. I was in the 10th when, um, you know, so there were a couple of music guys, you know, affectionados down the street. So I yeah. used to sit with them and, and smoke up beadies with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> And uh, what was amazing was the you know the the, the music that they had uh, yeah. stacks and stacks of music, and uh, and he played something called Dire Straits. And, oh, and I said, "You okay?" And I said, "Well, you don't know what Dire Straits." And he said, "No." And he said, "Do you know what Queen?" He said, "No." He said, "Then A B C D <laughs> then the whole summer I listened to. Yeah, it's 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 life altering actually. Once yeah. you once you, yeah, diastrates another group. Yeah. Uh, see, part of our and I say our because we're from the same generation. Right. Uh, part of our music education actually came from shows like Top of the Pops. Yes, and Doordarshan. Yes, right? Doordarshan at that yeah. time yeah. had some pretty interesting shows. Oh yeah, and. Uh, uh, the top of the pops show uh, on DD yeah. was pretty uh, concurrent yes. for for, for yeah. being a DD program or, yeah. or a DD flash program. Absolutely wrapped around so, your finger from Sting. Sting, can you imagine? Ra- exactly, Sting, Duran Duran. Yeah, and and because they they played with uh, played uh, for us that early in life, the yeah. videos have stuck in my mind. Yes, you know? the, of course. MTV had just about happened. Just oh, MTV America. Yeah, correct. So that was uh, the 90s, yeah. mid to uh, mid 90s, actually, early mid 90s. Mm. Uh, things started changing for us, right? Over here in the country, right. everything suddenly went from oh, yeah. 20 kilometers an hour to probably 40, 40 or 50 kilometers. kilometers an hour. <laughs> and then, of course, all hell broke loose <laughs> after that. 
um, I don't know where we zipped past. Through those years of uh, early years of two-stroke motorcycles, mm. because of the motorcycles, I would say, I mm. made some interesting friends in Calcutta. Mm. In my limited social uh, mixing, mm. I was I was a pretty shy kid in the sense mm. uh, I basically kept to myself on the bike. Mm. I didn't have a lot of friends. I had a few friends who still they're sitting next door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's Jolly, Jolly, then and there's Tito, Tito. Uh, there's Jishu who's now in Malaysia. Yeah. And that's about it. I could count my friends on right. three, okay. three fingers of my palm. Yeah. And uh, they're the guys I've known all my life. And yeah. they're the guys who still Great guys. There. Yeah. They're great guys. They're great guys to be friends with. But beyond this, mm. beyond this uh, close uh, chumhood, if you call it, mm. or childhood friends, beyond this, um, through the bikes, because mm. I used to go riding out and all that stuff, uh, I occasionally bumped into other guys on 100cc bikes, etc. And through that, I, for a few years, I became quite closely uh, associated with with a group of, um, I don't know what's the politically correct way to say this. uh, And it was not politically correct at that point of time to say they were Anglo-Indians. Oh, acha. Calcutta was famous for them, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, and so what's wrong them, with calling them Anglo-Indians? I don't know. These days, you have to be very careful how you... No, but the, I, I have called them Anglo-Indians. I have Anglo-Indian friends all my life. Brilliant. The, yeah. that, that term then. Yeah. And they were an amazing lot. Bunch of people. I mean, the, their, yeah. their uh, energy in life oh, yeah. was off the charts. Yes. The music they listened to. Yeah. The, I, and, I, and I got in the swing with them. Hmm. The food they, mm. the way they entertained, the way yeah. they partied, yeah. they were a revelation for me. Yes. For a young, uh, I wouldn't say conservative, mm. because a conservative guy doesn't get a bike in class 8, mm. but generally, maybe reticent even. Mm. Uh, normal middle class Bengali mm. household. And then you suddenly get exposed to their look at life, or their, yeah. their approach to life. Yeah. And a whole new. They were like the Punjabis of Kolkata. They were like the exact. That's very well said, right? I I, I couldn't put that better. Yeah, I really couldn't. Well, put open that. heart. Let's have fun. To yeah. hell with the world. Absolutely, <laughs> they were livid by the day lot. Right, yeah. and 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 in that group, uh, I remember Gavin. Gavin soon after became a drummer for uh, a very popular band in Calcutta called the Crosswinds. Okay, yeah. No, or Barefoot or Crosswinds, I think. I've heard of Crosswinds. Yeah, yeah. So they were they yeah. completely tore up their shows when they yeah. did perform. So, you know, for I mean, I'm sure I'm getting names wrong and I'm getting the band names crossed Was up. Was Lou, Lou Hilt also part of Crosswinds or? I have no idea, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. This is a long time back. Yeah, a long time. It's, it's, 40-ish. Um, 40-ish. Yeah. 35-ish. 35-ish, yeah. yeah. That's about correct. So there were a lot of bands mm. in Calcutta. A lot of them made uh, international fame. Mm. Um, Shiva. Yeah, of right? course. To name, and Shiva was my neighbor in the sense they, they practiced, next practiced a bang opposite our house. Wow. So, um, so you could hear Genesis floating down the... There were <laughs> Genesis, Omar. That's the other band. Oh, that was such a hot favorite with me. And eventually Phil Collins. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I remember Shiva just belting it out. Yeah, they they were good. 
You, we used to get, I mean, I, I don't know if there were, I'm sure there were concerts then, but I never did get to go to concerts. But I saw a bunch of them perform at uh, college shows and mm. specifically, of course, the biggest college show in Calcutta at that point time was Javutsov, mm. the St. Xavier's mm. uh, annual uh, winter fit. Mm. So it was amazing. <laughs> it was just uh, to be, I mean, a lot of guys, a lot of my peer group, a lot of my friends took a lot more from those shows, a lot right. more from that lifestyle yeah. than I ever managed. That's right. because I never really fully engaged. Fair uh, enough. Uh, What did you engage in then? Like I said, I I don't think back then, in the middle, even now, mm. I don't think I engaged <laughs> with anything more than my travel or... or the travel companions which is the bike or a, mm. or whatever car i'm driving um, mm. i think the only thing i've ever engaged with mm. truly mm. if you since you asked mm. is uh, the my cars and my motorcycles mm. in that sense engage mm. as in you know i would call you engage when you're heart and soul into it like you're in a immersed. trance like immerse in a, in a sort of a trance right and you can Marinate you can sense it. everything. <laughs> I mean, your senses are wide open. Yeah. And everything, every little ping, every little whisper kind of hits you. Yeah. Hi, I am Shubhashi Sarkar and you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast. Nothing like a bit of black magic and the oomph of a Bonneville. Simply irresistible. Well, it's Christmas and certainly a time for cheer. Some of you are already opening your gifts, uh, but if there's a rider buddy you've got on your mind today and wish you had got him or her something for Christmas, we've got our soundboard, Vinil from leavetheroad.in and he's listing out a top 10 list of gifting ideas for you to consider. This is Vinil Varghese on the Biker Radio soundboard. You are listening to the Biker Radio Soundboard. 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 Hi, I'm Binal Varghese from LeaveTheRoad.in, a blog about motorcycles, life, and all in between. I will be your soundboard today on the Biker Radio broadcast. Today, we are talking about top five gifts for your motorcycling friends. When you are buying a gift for a motorcycle rider, you want to capture a little bit of what makes the experience so special and compelling. Here are a few things you can consider if you plan to be a Santa for your motorcycle friend. Number 1, motorcycle backpack. You need something that is designed to be aerodynamic and create minimal drag. Lots of great motorcycle backpacks are now available in a wide variety of designs. Styles range from slim and sport oriented to more traditional and high capacity models. Waterproofing is also a highly desirable feature that will keep inclement weather from soaking the stuff inside the backpack. Number 2, helmet communication system. A motorcycle helmet communication system is a perfect way to manage calls during a ride, making the riding experience safer, fun and more connected. These systems use technologies like Bluetooth or mesh communication to not only take calls or listen to music, but also to create intercom networks between riders and passengers. Most models have hands-free voice activated phone calling 
and the ability to stream music and podcasts straight from a smartphone. Number 3. Action Camera These small but mighty cameras are designed to be mounted on a rider's helmet or handlebars and are weatherproof. They are a great way to look back at treasured memories of rides from hair-raising corners to breathtaking scenery. And in the worst case scenario, they can even provide helpful evidence to catch irresponsible drivers or educate riders about riding experiences. Number 4. Smartphone Holder This gift is probably best reserved for someone whom you know will use it responsibly. You know, for GPS and traffic reports and not Instagram and TikTok. That said, a smartphone holder mount can be an ideal way to help a motorcyclist enjoy the benefits of GPS while keeping their hands on the handlebars. Number 5. Riding Gear There is a reason I kept this for the last. Riding gear purchases are made better by the person who will be wearing them, unless you know the sizes, exact specifics of what your friend wants. These primarily include helmets, jackets, gloves, pants and boots. They must be made from abrasion resistant materials like leather or textiles like cordura. They should be breathable and waterproof and have guards for impact resistance. It is best to take your friend along to buy a riding gear. That's it from me, Vinil Varghese from leavetheroad.in. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy 2021. Signing off for the Biker Radio Soundboard. Listen, connect, ride on. You are listening to the Biker Radio Soundboard. Soundboard, Soundboard, Soundboard. Well, thanks, Vinil. Uh, Merry Christmas to you too. Vinil uh, incidentally rode from Bangalore to Jamshedpur to be with his parents for Christmas. So for a while now, our Mallu from Jharkhand will be reporting from Jamshedpur. And that's a hometown that we have in common. Binil Varghese is our expert on the Biker Radio Soundboard. Welcome back to The Long Way Home. We have Subhashi Sarkar talking to us now about his profession, which is media and advertising. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Subhashi Sarkar. Sarkar. And you're on The Long Way Home. Long way home. So, um, yeah. advertising. Yeah. Advertising. Sort mm. of. Media. Mm. How the hell did you get into it? Oh, like everything else in my life, quite by chance. Okay. Like my first job was out of the newspaper ad and it ended, it ended up being in a TV showroom mm. uh, designing their leaflets and pamphlets on a very, on, on, on what Microsoft Windows, Windows. I mm. don't know if it was Windows. It, there used to be a little bundled uh, software on every PC. 3.1 or something. No, no, what 3.1. It was just something 1.0. 1.0 or 0.1 <laughs> or something like that, I'm sure. <laughs> But yeah, it yeah. was that little software with color palettes on it. Correct, paint. Paint, paint, paint shop. Mac, that, that's, that's it. That, that's the one. Yes. So I designed pamphlets and brochures for that uh, TV showroom on paint. I haven't given up on paint myself. That's brilliant. Some people produce amazing stuff on paint. I've yeah. seen on Instagram. <laughs> oh my God. I saw another ad mm. and uh, I went to interview for it. Talk me through. Oh, this was at a company called Selville, which was... Oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. They were the biggest uh, cats in uh, Out of Home. Yes. When Out of Home was not called Out of Home, it was called... Yes. Outdoor. Outdoor or whatever. 
Yeah. So fancier terms for the media was not invented back mm. then. So so I interviewed with uh, the owner, mm. Mr. Noomi Mehta, and I have I right. say that with the utmost respect because yes. him and the other person from Selvil, Mr. Uh, Niyogi, mm. I they kind of like them and my teachers from school mm. are people who kind of molded me into what I am at 50 now. Wow. Brilliant people, mm. people with vision, people with uh, an aptitude for imagining what can be. Mm. And most importantly, very liberal people. Yes. Very very liberal, very the kind of people who let you do what you wanted mm. if you showed them that uh, you It had works. enough. Yeah. Mm. So Selwell of course is this advertising giant of Kolkata. Yeah. Of the East. Of the say. East. Yeah. Uh, back then Selwell was uh, even now they were still one of the largest. Of course yes. the whole Now they call Vantage, right? So no, Selwell was that way. Selwell was set up to be well the original Selwell mm. was uh, between partners one was uh, from Bombay mm. and the other gentleman Mr. Mehta's father-in-law mm. Mr. Rusi B Gimi. Mm. he finally took his business east so mm. he handled east yes. and his yes. partner handled west yes and at point, some point of time they split the business so right. both and because selvel had become such a brand by then yes huge brand both wanted to retain uh, the brand and so mm. they agreed to kind of keep selvel as selvel in the west mm. that is his yeah. other partner mm. and mr rusi bikimi decided mm. to keep selvel in the east mm. So when they decided to uh, they decided to uh, venture west and other markets which the other selvel owned mm. they had to go with a different brand so they right. called themselves vantage okay so it eventually evolved into the selvel vantage group right which is around the time i came on board around 90 93 yeah. okay all right that's when i started working for real right and um, but that's on the point the point is uh, when i joined i joined uh, as something quite uh, unique by way of the industry mm. you see uh, till before then uh, billboards or hoardings or whatever you call it mm. used to be uh, tin riveted tin, tin sheets tin, tin plates. plates yeah paint large over. sizes painted over by yeah. painters painters manually yeah and selvel had just uh, discovered that they printed billboards in the west mm. and, and and they were importing that technology from a german okay uh printing machine company okay and but what was the media flex oh flex had started then yeah yeah that's that's what i earliest years yeah that that was in fact the first machine the the one i the job i interviewed for and eventually started operating mm. was actually the first a uh, digital printing uh, large format digital printing machine in the country wow and selvel i did not know they had that yeah and okay that was a uh, huge i mean for the industry eventually now it's commonplace but that, that selvel got that and mm. and uh, cigarette advertising was not banned back then you mm. see and itc was in calcutta itc oh, was more biggest than vendors. willing to spend and yeah. and the, the the these printed banners or printed mm. flexes costed bomb mm. it cost really? a bomb bag yeah it used to cost i remember when it initially came in 
uh, we used to price our uh, products 500 rupees plus per square foot mm. per square foot of print which means mm. the giant size billboards that ITC had a monopoly over almost mm. across mm. the country mm. there were super brands like 555 state express yes. classic dunhill dunhill all of them had premier uh, uh, flagship sites right. they had the right of almost uh, the best site anywhere right. in the country and they would cost lakhs of rupees just for one flex at 500 rupees a square foot and you have an 80 by 40 billboard yeah to the mats yeah so what started as a digital printing uh, job then i trained the guys and moved on okay somebody in selville thought i'd do good in marketing okay and uh, so that's it that was my lateral move from production to uh okay marketing or selling advertisements okay and um and from there she uh, had the gift of the gab i guess i don't know gift of the gab it worked uh, whatever worked yeah i pretty much free flowed through life anyway hmm. so in between oh yeah for for this this whole in between uh when the digital printing thing was really when digital was really breaking open in hmm. india Mr. Mehta, Mr. Numi Mehta decided that he wanted more of the pie. Mm. And he collaborated with an Australian company called Show Ads Omega. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of us, couple of, three, four of us, went and spent a good half, more than half a year in various points in Australia. Okay. And trained under digital input systems. And the mm. digital camera was just... Uh, oh, and that's okay. one of the best things in my life. I, I can safely say that that yes. was one of the best things I learned. because so, you're a photographer because i am <laughs> <laughs> you do magic man how do you do that i don't know you you that's touch pretty... it you you know somebody else takes a photograph of that street and th- that's nothing but you take that photograph no thank you for appreciating that I oh mean, come on don't it, say it, no, no seriously. it's magic it's black magic black and white magic <laughs> it's I color know. magic it's is... everything is it's magic man that's awkward <laughs> oh come on so no, i i that's another thing that my dad kind of passed on like okay yeah, he was the other thing he was very passionate about i forgot to mention that yeah was photography he was an artist actually correct i mean he inherited the family business we were a business family okay. but he was always an artist at ho- at okay. heart because mm-hmm. he was he was he trained that way he mm. he was educated as an artist mm. um so leaving all that uh, dad's love for art he pretty soon gathered a good collection of uh, slrs around him mm. and uh, his best one he passed on to me pretty early in life and i'm i'm like surprised <laughs> i'm surprised now that he let me use it like i'm surprised now that he let me have a bike even at class 8 right um so uh, that was a nikon fe mm. that was his favorite camera mm-hmm. and that was a beauty Wow. And uh, that's what I kind of built my liking for photography over. Mm. And I had that camera for 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 all my life, mm. frankly, right up till the point I got lured by digital right. and right. And then my friend Jolly promptly lost that camera. Oh my god. So that's something I have an axe to grind with him right. about. Right. So looping back to Australia. Mm. So part of the part of the stuff I trained over there was on digital inputs. Okay. And digital inputs meant learning how to scan mm. and learning how to 
uh, shoot a f- photograph in a studio mm. environment and transfer it to a computer yeah and you have to understand that at that time and i'm still talking this was 95 mm. digital photography meant a traditional uh, camera mm. an slr camera mm. except somebody has ripped the back out right. the film the film plane yeah 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 and put a digital uh, yeah. back sensor it, sensor mm. which retrofit into the back of the oh, slr really? and it had huge long thick cables running from the back to the computer mm. so you capture a shot and then that relayed onto uh, your computer system pretty pretty rudimentary if you look at things now but that's how it was so i learned that for a bit and then of course when all the thing was over we came back and i was supposed to delhi mm. because that's where the setup was supposed to be the digital processing unit of the of, same company of yeah of selwell uh, they collaborated with them so it was uh, showads omega and and selwell, selwell. okay S- and the entity uh i think if i remember correctly came to be was to be named show showmega okay showmega Mm. and unfortunately at around that time mr modok mm. mm. uh bought over show at zomega in australia and that was that oh so the whole whole greenfields project was shelved oh god and uh, i quickly found myself back in outdoor advertising again <laughs> <laughs> hello everybody this is shubhashi sarkar and you're with biker radio broadcast मुलुक फेले घर बार मन खबर पेल Biker Radio Broadcast because some journeys take you inwards. Hi, I'm Shubhashi Sarkar and you're on the long way home. And then I went back to Calcutta for a spell then from Calcutta we as in Mamun and I went to Bombay. Mm. We were there for 2 years and I and I was aching to get back to Delhi mm. because I'd love I'd fallen in love with Delhi from the first time. Oh really? Yeah, because Delhi meant. What about Delhi? Um, food? No, not so much the food. Uh, because you understand, I was my first stint in Delhi. I was in Sia Park. Mm, okay. And my friends were friends around here were Jolly and Tito and mm. Uttara. Yeah, of course. So it was not so much about Delhi food. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was about it Uttara's was about, food. About, it was about <laughs> Uttara's food. So Delhi food didn't make much of an impression yeah. on me then. Yeah. Um, No but what I loved what I loved about Delhi yeah. uh, from the ni- mid 90s mm-hmm. were of course the wide open roads mm-hmm. relative to say a Calcutta or a, or a or a mm-hmm. Bombay Mumbai yeah. by then yeah Mumbai by then Mumbai by then correct I, um, um and the spaces the houses were large and mm. and sense of space sense of space and yeah. most of it most of all most of all how close you are to the mountains oh yeah right yeah now for somebody who grew up in calcutta right the mountains were quite far off right and you get 
you got to get to them pretty rarely. Yes. And the access wasn't so good. It still isn't very good. Right. You know, if you drive up from Calcutta to say Darjeeling. Mm. But Delhi, it seemed like backyard. Backyard. Mm. I mean, you could go have a picnic in the hills and come back. Mm. It was. It still is. Mm. Um so that kind of stuck to me and uh, I guess the it was the early the early stages of the travel bug because there was just about getting to be able to afford mm. road road travel but the motorcycle had disappeared the motorcycle had disappeared after my last bike which was the royal enfield bullet mm. so when did the royal enfield come in oh you see the the 350 rd 350 lasted all of all of 2 years oh really that's it yeah that's it because uh, remember i was in college then right on a college going budget yeah each i mean whatever my right. pocket money was 20 rupees right 20 rupees those days bought me a liter and a half of petrol mm. and i had to go hungry mind you i couldn't buy i couldn't anything buy else. anything else right and a liter and a half of petrol on a 350 yamaha will get you nowhere got you about exactly uh 30 kilometers or 35 if you're lucky depending on the state of tune of the bike and the bike right. was finicky yeah Uh, yes. Nothing digital about it then. Yeah. Twin carbs. Yes. And CB points, so the tuning Correct. frequently fell out of whack. Right. And that's what did it in for me. I right. just couldn't afford to run it anymore. And uh, uh, one of the one of the carburetors packed up. Mm. Then the alternator packed up. Mm. <laughs> and pretty soon I was pushing it more ah. than I was riding it. Right. And it just didn't cut uh, mustard anymore. So first job Royal Enfield. So the moment I got my first job, mm. not the moment I got my first job. Well, a year after I got my job. That's good enough. That's uh, the that's, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Because a, even then EMIs weren't EMIs weren't, weren't in there. vogue, no. There were no EMIs. You couldn't take a loan. I mean, probably you, you could you could borrow money from private lenders. Right. That's how our first uh, my our first not the families had generations of ambassadors mm-hmm. but dad kind of broke the mold and bought one of the earliest gypsies maruti gypsies oh yeah when it was launched uh-huh. and as a result he was promptly written off by all the women in the family uh-huh. because women hated to get into the car because you uh-huh. traveled thanagadi style you know uh-huh. facing each other on bench seats uh-huh. at the back and thanagadi it style. was <laughs> it was completely uneloquent to have to clamber up in absolutely. a sari absolutely absolutely right? but my dad you know yeah the guy who got <laughs> me a bike <laughs> so he liked the gypsy right. i loved the gypsy yeah and we wow. went and got the gypsy um so, emis yeah he uh, emis so emis weren't weren't a thing mm. so this was still f- kind of part funded no largely funded by dad oh my shame to say now it was that, that's all right so i never paid him back for it right. that's all right as well <laughs> so uh, by he, my yardstick and im i mean uh now this is a bike i've hated all my life before right. i got it right the bullet right dude wala bike dug 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 i was mm. i mean Like used to a series of two strokes mm. four strokes sound didn't really mean much to me then mm. it's a different story that it got me addicted very soon mm. i mean very soon i couldn't see beyond the bullet mm. but the point is that damn bike had the classic bullet features which was brakes on the left 
mm. gear shift on the right <laughs> and all my bikes have had it the other way around right so when i rolled the bike down the slope of the showroom dealership at the first traffic intersection from that uh showroom instead of <laughs> hitting the brakes i hit the gear yeah it just got freer because mm. i went from <laughs> no i went from a high gear to low gear because i stomped on it mm-hmm. so with an almighty vroom it just went and whacked the cab in front <laughs> <laughs> so that took some getting used to yeah the bullet stayed with me for the longest time until i went and repeated it's all about history right that, that that thing you hear mm. history repeats itself it's yes. so true man it's like it's superbly true mm. because uh, it is true on the second or third or fourth year of that bike or third year i think mm. no what am i saying the second year of the bike mm. 95 just before just before i was going to australia mm. i went and had an almighty bang got thrown off the bike mm. had a bad accident mm. almost lost my i mean my right leg was mauled up mm. and that was end of motorcycling for me mm. uh for that chapter of my life right um when i recovered and i went off for the training bit and i came back i still managed to fix the bike mm. the forks were all twisted and stuff like that no i did actually keep the bike for a while after that mm. i fixed it and i made it into a chopper with stepped seat and mm. high rise bars mm. and i rode it around mm. but i think something had broken either in me as a rider or in the motorcycle intrinsically itself mm. i kept having uh, i kept having these little nicks and knocks and rollovers and stuff mm. so and uh, and around that time or oh, this was clearly another landmark uh, event globally mm. that same year within a space of within a space of few months mm. uh mother teresa died mm. and lady diana died right correct correct and um, mother teresa's death in mm. calcutta brought uh, international press for coverage of a funeral mm. and it was swarming and some a friend of mine came up to me and, and came up to me one day and said you want to make some easy bucks i said mm. yeah, of course who doesn't mm. do bare shit in woods mm. uh so come on you join the nbc crew they are going around calcutta interviewing interviewing people and interviewing missionaries of charity people mm. mother teresa's home mm. and they need uh, they need translators to navigate because everybody mm. in calcutta spoke bengali bangla, bangla. Mm. i said cool mm. and i quickly picked up that assignment worth a week mm. and worth 70000 indian rupees Ooh, 70000 indian rupees is what nbc paid to have me hang around all day uh translate for their crew mm. and come back to their they had set up uh, nbc's crew had set up a studio in the park mm. uh, park hotel mm. so at the end of the day we used to come back i used to help them sort through the footage mm. translate for them help them ah okay so end of the week the media crew all went back having mm. covered uh mother teresa's funeral mm. and i was richer by cool 70 grands bless you thank you 
<laughs> and that moved me out of motorcycling and into cars. Okay. So, what did 70,000 get me? What did well, it get? 50,000 got me uh Fiat. No. Uh the original Maruti 800. Okay. And this I bought in 97 and um, the car was yes 84 yes 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 correct those oh. the one which the whole glass lid went up at the back yes 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 it came out for what 42000 rupees or something like that possibly yeah yeah, yeah it, it came out quite 42 43 something like that correct correct that yeah. that would be that would be the price so so i got myself a 10 year old 13 year old 13 year old maruti red wow. uh, maruti 800 mm. everything worked mm. there was no ac of course mm. and that was my first set of wheels my own my okay. own first set of wheels and four wheels four wheels oh. and the bike was gone i had to sell the bike mm. and uh, and so uh, that's where the disconnect that's with where the motorcycle happened for the first time the only time yeah the, the only, only time. time yes so that's where my yeah my long 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 love affair with uh, two wheels kind of had a pause right i had that car i met uh, mamun mm. my wife mm. through the car right so how was that because uh, she had uh, it was raining in calcutta and it was rain- it was raining <laughs> how do i know this and, uh, <laughs> i didn't I, i didn't meet her at the bus stop i was not being the chivalrous gentleman <laughs> No, she had come home uh, through mm-hmm. another friend of ours, a mm-hmm. uh, common friend of ours, and we decided to go out. I didn't know her then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just got acquainted with her through mm-hmm. this friend. And we decided to go and make an evening of it. So mm-hmm. we decided to go to Park Street to fetch some rolls from Kusum. Mm-hmm. Get some grub, basically. Mm-hmm. By the time it was a party in the house, mm-hmm. all my friends had gathered. And so I drove the car to Park Street. Mm-hmm. And Maman was there also. And I was... making wise cracks trying to impress her <laughs> and just on as we were about to reach home <laughs> something shorted out under the bonnet oh my god and the car went up in flames it just <laughs> small car doesn't take very long seriously yeah and i kind of i i remember i i kind of ran like a headless chicken across the road to the only person with some amount of water on him which mm. was the panwala with his mm. pan Pan-ka. floating in the yeah yeah <laughs> metal pail and that kind of i managed to put the fire out before the entire car was like engulfed but uh, yeah so the red car eventually became a gray car uh no i repainted it through a friend's workshop and the red car became a, a, a watermelon green okay uh the the other green which was famous in maruti that kind of time uh-huh. car and with red seats right. oh so mamon and i called it melon <laughs> So that's it. And mm. the melon from Kolkata would be called what? Melancholy. Melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Melancholy. I should have called it melancholy. No. So these friends of ours went to uh, New Zealand and they bought a second-hand car. Yeah. It was a maroon-colored Nissan. Guess what they called it? What did they call it? Maroon Nissan. Maroon. <laughs> Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> mm, so melancholy. So melancholy. Yeah, well, melancholy stayed for a while, and then, of course, the pro- then that started my affair with four wheels. Right. And it carried on. 
like that until I kind of picked up where I left in a in a matter of in a manner of speaking because I my last bike was a Royal Enfield, mm. and the one which bridged the gap was again a Royal Enfield. Okay, yeah. so you came to Delhi and then got yourself a Royal Enfield. A long, long before much, that. Much, much later. Much later. Much. I mean, in Delhi, of course. Yeah. So, if you, I sold my first bullet, the mm. Royal Enfield. Uh, in 97 hmm. same year like i said hmm. and the next bike also a royal enfield uh, classic 500 hmm. the next bike was uh, 2009 okay. that's when the classic 500 launched a royal enfield completely reinvented themselves with hmm. this model hmm. siddharth lal kind of really took uh, the company by the horns and hmm. steered it in a direction that you find it in now hmm. So beautiful bike, the mm. classic, uh, classic series. Mm. So I got uh, a green teal green 500. Mm. So and and in the process, kind of revived an old love. Mm. That was the third motorcycle. Yeah. No, fourth. She uh, let me count. Yamaha RX. Fourth. Then 350, then 350, mm. and then this. Mm. So I've been consistently going up the CCs. Yeah, that's true. So where did you go on that? Uh, well, I rode it a lot around the city, of course. But the only time I really got to really take it out was when I was switching jobs uh, between agencies. I had moved to the agencies by then. Mm. and i was i was in between jobs mm. and before i took up the next assignment i had there was only time i had actually negotiated for time off mm. with the new the new job mm. and i said i'll come back and join you in 20 days mm. and uh, so i took the bike mm. uh, packed the saddle bags literally mm. and went off without any particular destination in mind but mm. in the general direction of musuri mm. um and i kept going i crossed mussoorie i mean dehradun came then mussoorie i stayed the night mussoorie didn't hold much um interest so i kept going till i reached this beautiful place called the tones valley river tones mm. and that is still one of the best rides i've had uh, wow. th- because the road just snake through beautiful woods with the river kind of running mm. uh, parallelly it's quite ma- it was quite magical so i kept going kept riding mm. you know, you know money right right so money used to have a camp over there the tones camp correct uh, but i missed his directions he had directed me basically I, when i spoke to him he had directed me to go to his camp mm. but i missed it and and kind of went off in the opposite direction mm. and i went basically as far as the road would go Right. And after that, the road just disappeared. In the sense, the road just just like there was no more road. Yeah, there was just a trail, hiking trail, Pugdandi. Mm. So I turned it around and I came back. And that's the Harkidun trek. That's correct. Mm. That's correct. So that's a good circuit to do. Very nice circuit to do. And um, even today, even today. Wow. Even today, it's uh, one of the most prettiest uh, mm. um, trek routes in mm. this region. in the western himalayas yeah so that was uh, the extent of uh, the wh- what made you get back to the motorcycle 
I guess I I guess I never really gave up right in my mind right I just didn't have the chance or the money mm. to get a bike um which really appealed to me mm. and uh, there was not I mean before 2009 mm. the other bikes just didn't appeal to me I guess right. the other bikes which you could buy mm. in the country mm. just didn't appeal I'd been through uh, just didn't appeal I'd been through the hundreds Mm. the 350 RD 350 was no longer on sale right i loved the pulsars mm. when they launched yeah and my brother had picked up an f200 mm. f220 okay. so that was a nice bike i mm. loved it yes but not something i want for myself right um but that changed when uh, rd kind of uh, pre announced the impending launch of the classic series mm. that bike looked i mean it leapt out of the pages and said you got to be you got to be on this bike mm. i mean if you have to have a bike mm. get this so and and i guess i can i'll i'll just be able to safely say that between the last bike and this one nothing else appealed to me and this one just leapt at me and i went and got it mm. and And you kept on buying cars, and, I, and that kept on happening at the same the time. The way you right. put it makes me sound like uh, I can, right? I can. <laughs> This no, is radio. It, 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 yeah, it is radio. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you kind of moved on in life. You yeah, you I've, did well, and uh, you got yourself whatever you wanted to get, and it did very well. You had the Skoda Yeti. I mean, that's that's an unusual choice. uh in the country let me tell you this i mean you know that yeah i know that i i i know it's uh, yeah it was uh, you had to really you have to really like your uh, right design yeah. and your cars yeah to i guess uh, stick your neck out and get uh, the Skoda Yeti yeah. it was an oddball yeah looker yeah. to most but that very i also the closest the you can come to the london cab in india yeah 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 exactly <laughs> Yeah that's that's correct the proportions were very yeah. uh, strange carriage. what happened to the back straight back yeah <laughs> drop off back and round uh, google eyed uh, yeah but then you know technologically it was like way out there it was it was in fact uh, when uh, the when the when the dealer uh, for my latest car mm. was bragging about uh, and mind you this is like I got the Yeti in 2012 and mm. the last this recent car is 2017. Mm. So when he was showing off the technological wizardry of a 2017 car mm. I just told him <laughs> can it I mean this car has nothing that my 5 year old car didn't have yeah. and it had more yeah. so can it <laughs> zip it zip it yeah uh, but uh, so you actually are somebody I have noticed is that you'll wait okay and you pick something that is a mature taste you know it's something that you have thought through and enjoyed it i do i i uh, i'm geekish that way in the sense i i mean from I your music to your rides not so all much of them my are. music is way outdated now for most by my most accounts i mean i'm outdated is probably not the word <laughs> Well it is that's what gets thrown at me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not in touch with uh, current and I and and I 
don't mean in the hip hop way either. I mean, yeah. there there's plenty of good music being made you yes. know, today. Yes. Yeah. But I'm just not in touch with it anymore. Right. I I still whenever I flip on my Spotify or Apple Music, mm. I instinctively yeah. would still gravitate towards old tunes, yes. uh, 70s tunes, 80s yeah. tunes, older, slightly newer. Yeah. But I never know what to search for if you ask me to search for modern music. Right. I just don't know. Right. And that's yeah. Because I know a friend of a friend of mine who who incidentally got me inspired to learn guitar. Mm. he's he's what i call a, a, a consummate range that's what i'm saying is that you know you you're somebody who will take your time to you know get on to something but i have time that's yeah. all i have i i <laughs> yeah would you say that's the greatest luxury it is it, but you know what i think people make a big deal out of uh, the days packed and i just don't have a, a friend mm. of mine this is a common refrain with him i tell him why don't you come cycling with me mm. and he says i just don't have the time i mean i'm so busy i have so many things uh, to manage out there at work i kind of uh, this never fails to surprise me that mm. people don't have time i mean i know there are high pressure jobs and there are uh, high demand jobs mm. or jobs which put huge demand on your daily hours mm. but not everybody not most people are in those jobs and i think it's easy to just make time i mean either that or i'll consider myself very lucky um and i'm thankful either way mm. so where does the bonneville come in and how does it come in bonneville it's all uh, it's all in the same strain uh, if you look at it really these are all well researched or bon- bonneville actually came in like an old song you know uh, bonneville something it's like uh, you grow up revering if you if you've been reading about motorcycles all your life you've read about the bonneville for mm. some time since yes. the 2000s when they revived the company right. and um, it's like it's like when we were kids the the suv of intent used to be uh, the mitsubishi pajero right right if you had the, i mean every bollywood star of any anything worth his salt used to have a pajero so pajero was a coveted thing mm. so the bonneville in that sense has always been a coveted mm. marquee in my mind mm. i was you've uh, arrived not so much as i've arrived but as much as i'm so i feel so privilege that i have yeah. managed to get one right uh, for my own it's it it was it was exactly that feeling for me right. like the it was hallowed the bonneville and the bonneville okay uh, i i i remember now where the bonneville came in the earliest uh, connection with a bonneville for mm. me was uh, an officer and a gentleman okay uh, was it demi more no officer and a gentleman was uh, mm. richard gear Richard Gere and, and uh, uh, Deborah Winger. He he rode a Bonneville. Uh, okay. So which year was this? Officer and gentleman? No, you. Bonneville. The Bonneville I bought the year tramp. In fact, anecdotally, uh, I was the first guy in Delhi to have the Bonneville. In fact, so much so that the guy. That is exactly the first time I heard that the Triumph Bonneville was in town. Somebody said. 
Raju's got the Triumph monoval. Is it the Triumph? Yeah. Like the Triumph? Yeah, Did he win the Triumph? <laughs> they made a proper You're uh, the first guy to get the Triumph. Yeah, they gave me the ceremonial big key. So the so, Bonneville model. So I'm speaking to the first Triumph Bonneville owner in Delhi. In Delhi. Yeah. Because Delhi launched you have to remember Delhi launched uh, uh after other cities. Right. Uh, so there were other Bonnevilles in the country by then. Yes. But in Delhi But you're from the that stock. Yeah. Mm. So that's how the Bonneville happened and it's still here with me. I mean that's the bike I ride. Yeah. 6 years now. Beautiful bike. Mm. Beautiful bike. I mean it's a bit of a mix. Mm. Uh, of the 350 mm. because it's got twin pipes and yes. twin cylinders. Yes. And when you rip it, mm. it's not a sports bike, it's a street bike, but it, it gives you that old world right feeling, you know. Yeah. Um So and it's taken me places. It's it's taken me a lot. Of this is I'll probably keep it all my life mm. or as long as it lasts. Mm. Because uh I've done lay n number of times in my cars in fact i know there's a tradition with me personal kind of a notch mm. for me every time i change or get a new car mm. the trial grounds or the proving grounds are always lay <laughs> so it has to go to lay yeah. otherwise it's chunk yeah. but uh, the bonneville was the first time i went to lay on a motorcycle mm. and what an experience i mean it's beautiful mm. it has its shortcomings it has its pros and cons mm. mostly pros i am shubhashi sarkar and you're with biker radio broadcast so if you had the opportunity to ride with anyone from history or from contemporary times or from imagination or whatever hmm. who would that be and why i would have to say i'd like to ride with uh, evan mcgregor okay and Charlie Boorman yes simply because uh, i've seen their first one long way home in loop <laughs> and uh, then they were, then they came out of the second one the long way long way around yes and now they have the long way and up. the the long way up coming up is it there that's already streaming it's streaming apple really yeah oh i have to catch that then i didn't know i was i was waiting for it Oh it's already up. Oh, okay. What are they riding this time? Can you believe it? What? Electrics. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Harley Davidson Harley, electrics. Harley the, the live wire. Yes. Oh that that, that I got to see that. It's got to be something. <laughs> oh, I got to catch it. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll put it in my wait list. Yeah. Watch list. Um the first time around I I remember they opted for BMWs but the BMWs yeah. had something happen to them so the I GS. think Did they ride the GS or did they go with KTMs eventually? No, no. They were riding the uh, on the long way around. Round? They took the GS. They took the GS. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that kind of that kind of camaraderie. Then why? Of, because because that's exactly who that's exactly how I see myself. Um, okay. Little little background. Um, in all my years of riding motorcycles and specifically in the later years with mm. the triumph this and that's how that's how brands work they get try and get you into riding groups and bands i've never gravitated towards uh rider groups i don't like uh, yeah. riding with big groups mm. or 
I just don't. It mm. it just doesn't make sense to me to so be right solo. Solo mm. or two friends at most, okay. two other bikes at most. Mm. And they'll ha- they'll have to be people I know mm. outside of the motorcycle. Mm. I just can't I get it. Get in convoy with a bunch of people who making leg signals and hand signals and pointing at potholes and doesn't cut cut uh, yeah favor with me. So um Charlie Bowman and 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 McGregor mm. the way they rode just two guys on mm. two bikes they fought they disagreed mm. but they rode on they had fun they crashed the bikes and had border problems that's what i call the essence of it's not or or for that matter the other movie motorcycle diaries mm-hmm. yeah now that's what i call motorcycling i intrinsically hate the word bikers mm. i i i think it's a very wannabe kind of a term mm. i it's like and it's like i hate when people say i love your snaps <laughs> i don't take snaps okay <laughs> I mean it's 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 somewhere just not right. Mm. I mean and so if you must be hating biker radio broadcast. The name biker is kind of doesn't fit in. Well no, that's what you choose to call your show. That's yeah. okay. I wouldn't come I'm just on kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think motorcycling is uh, motorcycling is a pure you're a purist. Maybe? Yeah. That's all right maybe but uh, it's essentially different from biking biking okay or being bike being a biker okay uh i think uh, motorcycle is best enjoyed by yourself if you have the guts and the means mm. and the spirit to do it mm. i think it's it's best between two entities mm. uh, a lifeless one and a, a live one and it's very meditative i think it's very meditative if you can somewhere on the highway listen to the drone mm. and actually have a, a synergic chat mm. with the motorcycle and if you're not too lost in in your how you looking or what kit you're wearing or how you communicating through your helmet radio i think that's motorcycling i think you need to do that i i I think modern bikes are too technical to be a motorcycle. It's it's more of a computer on two wheels with all the wizardry that you have, this control, that control. I think it kind of takes away the whole rawness uh the analogous feel of motorcycling to something which is controlling your life around you. I mean for everything there's a safety net now. from keeping you from falling over or doing a willy or rain mode and <laughs> rock mode and what mode i mean yeah. come on i'm not knocking them of course right. i'm not knocking anybody I, i'm not knocking anybody with a good bike right and they're all great but they're not bad bikes mm. there are just different bikes right. there are, there are there are no bad machines anywhere now yeah they've ironed that out in the last two decades yeah It's just that I prefer my machines to be a little underdone. Right. And your stakes? Rare. Okay. Subhashi Sarkar, thank you for such a lovely time. Oh, thank you. That was, it was absolutely super pleasant to be able to reminisce, you know, nostalgia a little bit. 
I'm I glad did. you loved it. I did. Good. I did. I'm going to look forward to more chats. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I I so want to pick your mind on what I'm doing. What do you think of the Biker Radio broadcast? I've always thought from from the first podcast that you shared with me. Yeah. I always thought it's a brilliantly timely and brilliantly produced uh, and very interesting um program. Some of your guests are way out there mm. in a sense. Some of your guests So you listen. I do. Oh good. I do. Okay. I can't say I listen to it like I watch friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or Big Bang Theory. Yeah. But I do. Oh, that's awesome. There aren't a lot many shows like yours anyways. So I like it. I do. I think Jolly and uh, Mamon yeah, they're gonna kill us. I think Ramindra, we're going to be going to kill us. So that's it. All right. That's a wrap. Thanks, Shandy. I am Shubhashi Sarkar and you're with Biker Radio Broadcast. This is Binal from leave the road.in. Ironically, today I'm on the road heading to Chennai. Thought I'll just uh, take a few seconds out and wish you guys a merry christmas to all of you. Namaste. This is Kevin Lee from England's Lake District. Wishing you all a merry Christmas and a happy new year. Hey hey, this is Sigmund Quadris. Yours wishing everyone a very merry Christmas and a happy new year. Right safe guys. Cheers. Everybody have a great new year. This is Shubhashi Sarkar on Biker Radio Broadcast. Hi Kevin Yaptomi here. president of Nagaland Motorcycle Club and chairman of Nordis Alliance of Riders wishing you all a merry christmas and happy new year hello this is Lichumo Indi from the Nagaland Motorcycle Club and here is wishing you all a merry christmas and a happy new year hello this is Michael Yantan from Nagaland Motorcycle Club wishing you all merry christmas happy new year and happy holidays hello this is Danny Sangma from Nagaland Motorcycle Club Here's wishing all fellow riders a very merry christmas and a prosperous new year. Hi guys, this is Kiki here from Riram Shillong. Here's wishing you all a merry christmas and a happy new year ahead. Hey, it's Ethan White here tapping in from Los Angeles, California. I want to wish a merry christmas to Shandy and all my other Biker Radio broadcast listeners. Guys, 2020 was a shit year. That being said, happy new year. Welcome 2021. Let's get out there and ride and travel and have fun again. Can't wait to see you. Hi. This is Damian from Riram, Meghalaya. And here's wishing you a merry christmas and a happy new year. And finally big thanks to Kokorao Binil and Segment Michael Kevin Yaptomi Lichumo and Danny Sangma of the Nagaland Motorcycle Club. Kiki and Damian and Babam from Riram and our friends overseas Kevin Lear from UK and Ethan White from LA Merry Christmas thank you sign off one last time from 2020 
May the new year bring joy and happiness to everyone, health and wealth to those who need it the most. A word of solidarity with our health workers and our security forces who are braving the challenges before them. This is Shandy. And lastly, to Subhashish Sarkar, who's celebrating Christmas in Kolkata. <laughs> Take it away, Raju. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Does she delay? Yeah.